Welcome to the Beyond the Easy podcast with your host, Natasha Stevens. When she isn't speaking herself, you'll hear from some of the globe's most unique and powerful people who have pushed past perceived limitations and are exceeding societal expectations. Our niche is simple, people. Our dynamic guests share their stories filled with content that synergistically bridges the divide between us and them. And we're inviting you in. We are a blended tribe. Thanks for tuning in and catching the subscribe vibe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Easy. And we are coming out today with one of my favorite people ever on earth. She is a powerhouse and she does it in such a way that is so fulfilling and so warming. Please welcome Belitis Talagran, or Actress of Change, as she likes to call herself. She is a citizen of the world. She has lived in and visited over 30 countries. Her career started within the service hospitality industry, where she worked for 10 years. And now she has involved into this coach in service of others to support them in reconnecting with their own vehicle of success through mindset and self-leadership practices. She does so much, and I just am so honored and so grateful that she would join us today. Um, she hails from Portugal, and I'm just super excited. Um, hi, Belitis. How are you? Como estas? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Natasha. MG, excellent. Thank you so much for having me on Beyond the Easy, and, and, and wow, what an intro. Thank you. Thank you so much. What about you? You are I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I thought, you know, Belitis needs like a theme song. So we're going to do I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross, right? We're coming out of, yeah, we're coming out of things, even though, (laughs) even though it doesn't feel like it for some people in the world, but we, I feel like we are coming out um, as women, we're coming out of our shell, we're coming out of um, this fog of, of the last year. And I personally feel like we're stepping into some of the greatest times ever. I just think we have to have a little bit of faith and believe mm. you have so much amazing energy. And as I think about like all of your titles, I, I want to know why you call yourself the actress of change. Like why actress? It seems like a great story and it definitely has a ring to it. Yes. Um, actually, at first uh, I was, I was more, uh, at first I was choosing to call myself like communicator of change because I realized thanks to my own experience that I was, I saw myself change by, by taking some decisions and, and, However, the term communicator didn't feel strong enough to me. It was more like being on the sideline. And so that's why I'm mm. like, let's move as a more as an actress, because when you're actress, this means you're more active as well to to promote your message. And, and it even shows more that you leave what you preach. Oh, I like that, Beliti. So you're saying I switch from communicator, being on the sidelines, all docile and shy, and I move myself, if you will, to the stage of I have to live what I preach. So I, to me, when I think about preaching, I think that you're on a stage and you're or you're in a scene in a movie and the cameras are all on Belitis. <laughs> 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 yes, and then the goal is here to be just one actress among others. I, uh, I'm here to share the light. I'm not here just to, to have the light on, on me, but, but to, to share that it's possible to, have, to share this light. And, and, um, and, and it comes through, through communicated about it as we do right now with you, Natasha. Oh, I love that. So it's, it's, it's everyone is the supporting cast. There is no lead, but 
as a coach, um, you, you lead in that area and you do so, so well. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you being in the hospitality industry. Mm. Um, what did you like most about it, Belitis, and what did you like least about it and why? Mm, yeah, so actually, yes, I spent uh, in overall like 10 years within the hospitality industry, including like um, my study time, my internship and work. What I loved the most was like this sense of service and so like I got to learn from age 18 about the the power of serving others and to give a smile to others through serving in hospitality um and 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 so the what marked me most was this culture of serving others without expecting something in return. It's part of the hospitality culture to give hospitality. And at the same time, like for me, I, I decided to, to leave the hospitality industry back in 2018 after working three years within the same company. Um, because if, if I was not going to take a break out of it, the industry was going to break me. Um, because... Because it was a time for me where after three years, like I accumulated um, emotional and physical fatigue as well as linked to professional and personal uh, events. And I was coming to a point where like I was um, I was not anymore as efficient as I could be and it was not I was not serving as much as I could and that's why, I decided to take a break and, and step back. And, and my, my learning from that is that, you know, was before, you, before taking care of others, before serving others, maybe your family or your at work, your colleagues and so on, you need to serve yourself first. And it's something I've, I have forgotten along the years, actually. Wow, Belitis. And you said a few powerful things there that I really have to take in. You said that, you know, the hospitality industry, because it's service-based, you have to serve people without expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. To me, that is one of the markers of emotional intelligence. And to be able to give of yourself to serve from your heart and not expect anything back. I think that is a lost, and I, I, I have to use the word art, mm. a lost art here um, where you are thriving in that area because you're formerly trained in it. And then when you said that you started to face the burnout, mm. you know, so after serving and serving, and not filling back up your own well, which is so important, you decided to look back, take stock at your life and say, you know what, I've served, I've given, but now what about Belitis, right? Mm -hmm. um, how, do, how do I take care of myself? That's so powerful. And I, I hope that the listeners really take that into heart. It's that um, this world can be very selfish. And I think sometimes people, when they run across people like you, Belitis, that gives with nothing, with, without expecting anything back, they feel as though, okay, this can't be real, or there must be some kind of joke to this. Mm. Um, someone's actually being kind to me and they're, they're giving me something and they don't want anything back. And I feel like that sometimes sometimes that comes from a place of having been hurt before where someone gave them something and they didn't get anything back and then maybe it caused a problem. I don't know, but that is a lost art, mm -hmm. the art of giving without expecting that particular person or group of people to give back to you, knowing that in the future, somehow you're going to be taken care of, you know, mm -hmm. and for you, it's, you know, taking care of, of yourself and you traveled for like 10 years. Did you, 
30 countries, Belitis, that's a lot of countries. <laughs> I mean, can you just tell us? I mean, it's like you've been all over the world. Was that, was that work or self-discovery? Were you hiking? What were you doing, Belitis? <laughs> it's a mix of everything, Natasha. Like, because actually, uh, well, you know what? The, the first time I went overseas I was three years old and I, I caught the plane to go to your country in the United States and wow. and so I was three and so I have the the chance to have a family very traveling oriented so anytime we had the opportunity we would we would travel uh, around and and like yeah from United States a couple of time and and Europe and as well the what made me travel so much is that thanks to as well my my father's work back then uh, we were living overseas and so I had the opportunity to live in Spain in uh, New Caledonia which is a French island next to Australia and um, and because I was next to Australia I wanted to study in English so I started my hospitality studies in Australia Sydney and and then thanks to my work within hospitality industry, which as well I've chosen because I was able to travel the world, uh, this has given me the opportunity to do some internship overseas, but as well working uh, within like in Italy, in the Maldives island, um, like uh, like yeah, like in the Maldives, which is like super small. I was living for eight for like sixteen months in. Uh, let's say less than six kilometers square like very small wow (laughs) wow that's so fascinating and when you were saying you started at three to come to the United States I could just picture little Belitis looking out of the plane window like (laughs) adventure here I come adventure here I come let our audience know Belitis how many languages do you speak oh yeah so so yeah so I, I speak fluently, fluently three of them. So I speak as French as my mother tongue, English thanks to my, my studies and work, and as well Spanish, uh, which, which we connect well, the two of us on this one. And um, so three, this three language, and I have some basics of Portuguese, um, because right now in Portugal, but above all, when I had more time back in 2014, uh, between my study break, uh, I'm like, oh, let's learn one more language. And what was the mo- the easiest one was por- Portuguese from Brazil uh, for tourism pur- purpose. It was uh, it was the easiest uh, language to learn, and some basics of Italian. So a mix. That's a, that's that's a lot, and it's, they're out, they're beautiful languages. And yes, we do connect over Spanish a lot when we speak. <laughs> I lo- I love that. Um, you know, I found um, being a traveler myself mm-hmm. and having lived abroad um, that that is a way to become a more humane person because mm-hmm. you're exposed to so many different cultures. And for me. You know, ever since I was a kid living abroad and and going back and forth, um, I picked up so many lessons besides the language, besides the food. Mm. That's like a cap. So what what personal discoveries in your travels, um, Belitis, have you been able to gain that you've applied to your personal life when it comes to learning about other people that are different? Yes. Um, well, as your last word is very important, different people. Actually, when we have the chance to travel, maybe for tourism pur- purpose or living on the place, we have the time to realize that we are not that different. And we have a whole similar aspiration, maybe to, to, to be healthy, to prosper, to be happy. And and it's just maybe the some of, it just maybe the outside cover that is different, but within we are all the same, and and that's why for me um, I stand with everyone matters. Yes, 
Yes, that is so, so true. And and because of that, you've you've been able to become an amazing coach because you have experience in so many different cultures and so many different scenarios mm-hmm. and situations. So you're you're more open to dialogue with those who are different with, with than you without judgment. So so why did you decide to become a coach, Belitis? Yes, so I decided to become a coach because, uh, so first of all, like I was connected with self-growth when I was 17 years old at first, and then, uh, and then like through the books, and, and it has brought me a lot, so I saw the self-growth working on me, and with in between the hospitality work I was doing, I kind of left aside self-growth and I really reconnected to it after leaving hospitality industry and taking some time for myself and reconnect with myself. And so there is like mainly three reasons I decided to to run as a coach. Number one, it was the, the effects I noticed on my own self by taking the time to to like... Like, it's not only about reading a book or watching a video. It's it's about what do you do with what you're reading and what you're watching. And so this was, yeah, this was the number one, was the impact on myself. So for me, if I believe it has an impact on myself, I I believe as well I I can make it work for others. The second reason is because I want to increase consciousness, overall consciousness of human beings up to capacities that we are like limitless. But for that, we need people like like me and other coaches and other amazing inspirational speakers to carry this message out of limitless capacities. And finally, and probably the biggest one and maybe a selfish one, but the joy that I receive out of it when I see maybe my clients or other friends that I see grow and evolve as they take care more about themselves and they go deeper into getting to know themselves. Wow. You know, Belitis, that is amazing because it seems like to me there's a synergy in the dominant skill that you had in the hospitality industry that was transferable to serving your clients now worldwide. And the part that you said about having to be able to take the skills that you have learned be a video be a book be it a book or life experience and you said this worked for me it has to work for my clients as well I want them to have the same experience and that's what gives me joy Mm -hmm. that's that's really really huge and do you feel when you started this this training journey and now it's online because you know everybody's having to adjust and pivot did you ever imagine that you would coach people today to get to the source of those challenges to make those changes mm-hmm. like when you were going mm-hmm. through it yourself and and you were finding things mm-hmm. self discovery mm-hmm. about belitis in that in those in those organic moments did you ever think wow one day i'm going to i'm going to share this with somebody i'm going to help someone with the very thing that i'm going through mm, yeah it, it took it took some it was something i was interested in but definitely it took some time for me to gain the confidence of sharing it with others and to help others with that because couple of years ago I was more on the position of helping myself first and get the most out out of it and I still do and I still continue however with the work done uh, I'm more confident and more able to support others on the way and still as I mentioned um, studying myself and continuing to work on myself because we can only coach or bring people up to the level we've been to you know, and that talk that reminds me of what you said about um, raising consciousness. Mm. Um, several of our listeners don't know what that means. Mm. 
Can you delve a little bit into what that means for you as a coach when you help us raise our consciousness? Mm, yes. And so to, to use even like more, to go with simplicity, raising consciousness is to raise our awareness of, for example, of how we respond to an event. And it's by, by the more we slow down, the more we take the time to, to, to not react in a couple of seconds after we've, we've been teased, after we, we've received a comment, to leave this space, for example, of five seconds, that is going to allow us to be more aware of how we want to answer to this event, for example. Wow. You know, <laughs> I could have used you two weeks ago. <laughs> I probably could have used you 10 years ago. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in, in my studies and in my degree, I'm, I'm starting to learn it, you know, and sometimes you, 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 so you take an emotion, you take, let's say, mm, you take fear, you take shock, you take anger let's let's think about the negatives because people always mm. go negative you think about the you see something on television or you see something on the news or or that you're reading or someone says something to you in person or they say something online and it triggers something in mm. you exactly. and you feel the fear or the anger or the sadness or any sort of negative emotion and what you're saying is instead of just pouncing (laughs) like a cat, like a cat, just kind of sit back and say, okay, let me breathe and let me decide a, if I want to respond, B, if I do want to respond, what is the best way for me to Mm -hmm. respond so that it's in the best and highest good of everyone involved? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You you totally understood it, Natasha. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um. So let's say I'm fe- I, I go online and you know you know the things that I'm passionate about. So mm-hmm. let's say I go online and I see something that's really really disturbing, and instead of addressing it right then, like I have to address this right now, it's like feel the feeling right don't repress it Mm -hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong but feel the feeling don't repress it but don't blurt it out so if I feel hurt then go inward and say okay that was a trigger that was hurt I recognize that as the feeling of hurt Mm -hmm. now I have to release the emotion Mm-hmm. before I can address it if I address it so it's kind of like putting hurt up in a cloud and saying okay bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so simple but it's not it does take work Belitis you're right yes mm-hmm. definitely and and if I can add as well one thing is actually like when an events arrive the the event actually arrives neutral neither positive or negative it is mm. it is what we attach to it based on our beliefs values that it becomes something negative or positive and for that i'll take i will take a very simple example like there is two people it's raining outside one people, one person will be saying like, oh no, it's raining again. I, I don't like this weather. I can't do anything. I, I have to stay at home and, and just like repeat that on their mind. And the other person may be like, oh, you know, I like the sound of rain. It makes me calm. I mean, and it's good for the land, for the cultures. So simple example to illustrate. Wow. You know what, Belithis? That's amazing because I literally just learned that like maybe, I don't know, 
four years ago, mm-hmm. I used to complain about rain. I used to say, <laughs> it's raining. I can't do anything. It's cloudy. It's too cold. It's raining and it's cold. And I would go negative because it was, you know, growing up in all the places that I grew up, I would enjoy the lushness and the beauty of the green, the greenery and the flowers and the plants because I was always outside. I love nature. Mm. And so when it rained, I thought, boo, boo, I can't go out because it's raining. And instead of saying, you know, actually my father and my mother taught me that. They said, if you want to go outside and play and you want to play and skip and hop and jump in the grass and the flowers and all of that, then you're going to have to let it rain. Uh-huh. That's what that's what causes them to be so beautiful. <laughs> and so now when it rains, I, you know, some people love rain and they say, oh, finally, I can stay inside. I don't have to go out. I don't have to work. I love this rain. Um, but I also learned just in the past four years backtracking that rain actually cleanses negative energy from the earth. Have you heard that? Not yet. But I, I yes. understand it. Okay. Yeah, I heard that. And I was like, oh, wow, I never really looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, rain is like God's way of cleansing all negativity from the earth. And I said, can you go deeper? Can you explain that? And they said, sure. If you go outside, you play in the mud, you get dirty. What do you do? Do you come in and sit down or do you take a shower? Mm. And I thought, wow, that's so <laughs> amazing. So so that. That's really helpful, Belitis, that you're strong enough to be able to listen to a person's issue and not be judgmental, but really see into them and see enough where you can say, okay, this is their experience. This is what they're feeling right now. They've written down what their end goal is what they want to achieve in this life they've they know what they Mm -hmm. want but they're stuck right here and they're stuck because I see that there's a pattern of the way they see things or maybe the way they were taught or their perception of of the way that they see things and so you kind of help unlock that part am I hearing that right in the individual yes yes totally um totally right Natasha it's it's really you know as as a coach um I aim to to provide space for the coachee to either share his lies but he doesn't realize it's a lie because he maintained the belief of what he think is real or as well to give the space for the coachee to share really his essence and what he really, really want to do, but never had the space or the opportunity or the courage to share it with someone else. Wow. Amazing. So Belitis, um, gosh, you, you, you are, you, you just, you blow me away. <laughs> you blow me away. <laughs> um, this past year, 2020, has been really, really tough. And yet you've managed to create this amazing YouTube channel called Connection. Mm-hmm. And you have, I've watched every single one. And you have some of the brightest, most authentic and transparent minds, faces, voices on Connection mm-hmm. that are truly providing value to to the world to anyone who watches connection what made you decide to 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 start this youtube channel mm, yes and and thank you for for supporting connection uh, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and and actually what made me started is uh, is that as we were going through uh, covid and i i realized that we we some of us may be more isolated through the consequences um and 
so I'm like, okay, what, what can we do? And actually we were challenged by, um, I'm, I'm part of a group, a community that, uh, you know, Natasha, that where we, <laughs> yeah. we, are all, yes. we are all connected because we have attended an event of Robin Sharma. Yes. And, and part of the leader of this group is Miss Aida Sabri. And she love went, her. Yes, we do <laughs> love her. And, uh, and actually, Aida is, is one of uh, an inspiration for me. And she was like challenging us in all the community to say like, okay, what can we do to, you know, to, 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 with COVID? What can we do? And, and um, I came up with the idea to create this YouTube channel um, in order to break isolation for those who may feel isolated, may be for people of the same community or anyone else. And, and that's how it started. I started to, to contact with uh, one member after another of the community. And the goal was to, to share their stories, their learnings, their message or piece of wisdom or routine that keeps them healthy. Yes, and I absolutely love it. I watched every episode probably more times than anything because I don't, well, I haven't watched television. Mm. Um, I really haven't. And I do take um, what Robin Sharma said seriously about the 22-22-22 when it comes to breaking a habit and installing a new mm. one. Yeah, um, That it does take 66 days and you know, can you tell our audience what those three 22, 22, 22 yes. stand for? Yeah, sure. So it's called the Habit Protocol. And uh, based on a study of uh, the London University, it has been proven that it takes three times 22 days to make a habit, a new habit, come to a point of automaticity. So where it starts, it starts on the first phase, where on the first phase, you, you are like, uh, you're deconstructing the, the, you're implementing the new habit and removing the previous one if there was a toxic habit attached that you replaced by a healthier one. So on the first 22 days, you're implementing the new habits. Then the 22 second period, um, is uh, is a mix in between. It's it's the most difficult part because it's where your commitment may may go lower. So it's it's fighting back and forth, maybe going one step backward but moving two forward. And finally, the last period, the third period of twenty two days, is where the habit is really sticking. And on the sixty sixth day, it's where it shows up automaticity points, meaning that the new habit is is becoming harder to not do. Yes, so all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. Yes, Robin that's Sharma. that quote. Yes, that's <laughs> that quote. And so sometimes with that messy middle, you're like, it's like tug of war, you know, like I'm supposed to go forward. No way I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, I want to go behind. And so admittedly, I have been in the middle for a long time. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, wait, I was I was going forward. What happened? And I allowed myself to allow others to interrupt that process. Mm. So you can't get to automaticity. And automaticity means that whatever new habit you've installed, as Baliti said, it becomes automatic, just like brushing your teeth, just like um, you, if you drive, Belitis, you give an example of what sure. automaticity means. Yeah, sure. Um, so yes, and, and I'm going to give an example about automaticity, but to come back on your first point, it's like when you're on the second phase, it's like doing cha-cha dance, you know, you go back two <laughs> steps, you go forward one step, it's like cha-cha dance, second step. And, uh... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and so about an example of automaticity, automaticity point, is like uh, for example yes if you if you go for uh, if you are takes a habit to go for a walk of half an hour at 4 p.m every single day during 66 days when you come up to the 66 day actually it's going to be harder to not do it to not go for this walk 
um, then then just to avoid it, just to skip it, like it's 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 uh, you come to a point where it's easier to do it, to do the new habits and not doing it. Mm, yes, it does, and, and, and I believe, yeah. Yeah, no, no, please. Yeah, yeah simply to add uh, a simple, uh, another trick for our audience is that really to, to make work a habit, how to, how to add a habit, it's going to be easier if we add a habit to an existing habit. For example, Ooh. yes, uh, for, for example, uh, if we used to brush our teeth after breakfast, well, what about after we brush our teeth, we either while we are brushing our teeth or just after, we take our little notepad and, and write five things we're grateful for the day. Oh, believe this. I love that. Oh, do you have some more tips that you can give <laughs> us to, to make the best out of this or the most out of 2021? Definitely. Um, how to make the most of 2021. So uh, because we started on habits, um, I'm going to share one more thing about habits is when actually we don't have actually to have to have always new, new, new habits. It's more about as well replacing existing habits by healthier ones. So it and it's it can work with anything like maybe um, when you are in the, for example, if you are if you want more time to read or you want more time to learn something. Well, when you are on transportation or in the car, instead of listening to music, you can use this time for audiobooks or for reading or for learning something. A second example would be with nutrition, like you, you will take breakfast every morning. So it's not about adding something new there, but to replace the composition of the breakfast, for example. So this is, this is so simple, like you said, but it's so hard because what if, Belitis, I'm living in Madrid and I decide I want to eat five kilos of jamón serrano <laughs> and someone comes up to me and says, oh, have some fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you, your example is, is, I love your example because the thing is, um, it, it must come maybe for coaching, maybe for new habits or whatever you want. It has to come from you. You need to understand why. You need to understand why you're doing the change that you want to do. Oh, yes. It needs to come from, <laughs> from yourself. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, I can't, I, I'm just so, I, I thank you so much for that. Um, any more tips? Yes, definitely. The, um, in terms of, uh, of tip, one, one of my favorites, one, are, for example, to, for this year, instead of having resolutions that 80% of us will throw to the garbage in February because we don't have systems attached to it, we don't know how to, to make our resolution work. Instead of having resolutions, I would definitely recommend to have and choose three words that will guide us for our year or at least for the next six months, but for the year. And, and it's like a compass we use for making daily decisions. And probably let me be more specific there. This practice was created by Chris Brogan. He's doing that since like 2006. And I've started last year. So this is my second year running my year with three words instead of resolutions. And for example, if we need to be, if we, if based on what we want to achieve, what we want to do, if, for example, we find out that we are a bit impatient or um, we would need to be a bit more courageous to affirm ourselves, maybe within our family or at work, well, already you have two words there. You have patience and courage. And so once you have identified your words, it's about why you are choosing these words. Why do they stand for for you? And have them in top of your mind. Have them in, in, in your bathroom, in the door of your fridge or wherever. Because 
when you're going to come up to the point where you have to make a decision, well, it's going to stand by, you know, oh, I need to, to, to show some courage here or I should be more patient with my, with my son doing his homework, helping him with his homework. Belita, you blow me away. <laughs> you really are the actress of change. I, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast many times to install um, some of the things that you're teaching. I love it. You know, I never like New Year's resolutions mm. um, because you're right. They don't stick. But I knew that, but I didn't know how to find a different way mm, yeah. so for you to say okay Natasha instead of making new year's resolutions find three words to guide the next six months into your 2021 to make 2021 better mm-hmm. because do you feel that takes the pressure off yes it gives like a compass it gives you um it gives you at least a perception of having more control on your life and your decision. Even so, mm. even so, I do believe that we are, and we're, maybe we may come later to that, but I definitely believe we are co-creator of our life. And definitely having three words top of mind helps us to be more the captain of our ship instead of just going from uh, one border to another border of river. Oh, wow. My goodness gracious. (laughs) That's so true. Just kind of, we do co-create and, um, and that's something that I'm excited that you help people understand how to do that, what that means and how that will help them with their endeavors, present and future, and also uncover some, some patterns in the past. And with all the passion that you have, Belitis, um, if you were to leave this world today, what is one message that you would like to leave behind as your legacy to the world? Mm, yes, and I love this question. And, and, and for me, the, the, the message um, would be to, yes, it's it really about this part that we are co-creating our life. And maybe co-creating a life that we want or don't want at the moment. However, if we take a step back, creating a life we want may not be more expensive and is actually cheaper to create the life we want and more rich. And we have to realize as well that Either way, choosing a, a life, choosing more consciously our life, or not choosing, both of them has price tag to attach to it. Wow. <laughs> Do you help your clients learn how to co-create? Yes, de- definitely. It's uh, it's something I'm 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 attached to and. And, and for that, it's first about me understanding their world, their vision of the world, their beliefs, uh, where, where does, in which areas do they feel confident, which they feel stuck, and why they feel stuck. Where is it coming from? Wow, amazing. Um, now, Belitis, I randomly select with Alejandra. Mm-hmm. Um, guests to have what I call zinger questions. Mm. Zinger questions are like being on a game show and you have no idea what the person is going to ask. So I have two for you. I have two for you. I have, I have, I have. I'm ready. I'm (laughs) ready. Okay. Okay. In a few words, describe what a power woman means to you. Mm. A powerful woman. Is it the same? Yes. Yes. Powerful woman for me is someone who stands up for what she believes in, who leads from within, and who is as much a leader at her home by showing the example, but as well in her workplace 
and that share her limitless creativity to to others and and make the most out of her potential but as well the potential of others she's surrounded with yes okay <laughs> zinger number two Belitis, are you a coffee drinker or do you prefer tea? Tea. Green tea. What? Green tea. I was going to ask you, what is your favorite tea? So green tea is your favorite tea, yes. right? Okay, listeners, if you ever meet Belitis, make sure you have some green tea. <laughs> <laughs> Next singer, Belitis. Do you prefer indoor activities or outdoor activities, such as working out, hiking, staying in, reading a book? What's your favorite activity, inside, outside? Wow. Okay. So, so inside will be will be reading a book, um, and uh, and right now reading the biography of Nelson Mandela. So I could stay all day long <laughs> reading. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, the long walk for freedom. And yes. outside is definitely hiking. Mm, I love it. Okay, next one. Belitis, do you believe personally, not for everyone else, but just for you, do you believe in giving back to charitable causes? And if so, why? Mm. Yes, definitely. I, I believe in giving to, to charitables because, um, because some of us have the opportunity to, to give back to, to those who don't know yet how to sustain themselves. Uh, so so it's, uh, it's as well a way to, to contribute, maybe with uh, financial donation or time and presence oh that last word yes. <laughs> presence <laughs> oh it's so important and uh, obviously you know giving back um do you have a favorite charity that you would like our listeners to know about yes. to check out mm. to, to donate to yes yes thank you for this opportunity natasha and uh, actually with um connection everyone matters with my youtube channel uh, we partner up with Gifted Dream Foundation, which is a foundation lead and created by Aida Sabri that we just talked previously. And, um, and so Gifted Dream Foundation uh, has been created by Aida to support children with uh, disabilities in Kenya and to support young women, young female to study in India and mm. and especially during this period of, of COVID actually uh, is uh, has been launched since last April has been launched a, a food parcel movement uh, for for like like very easy like for for two dollars you can feed a family of five and um, for a week and and definitely uh, I'll send you Natasha the the details that you can attach the the link to the Gifted Dream Foundation website. Yes, please do, please, please, because I think you know to be able to feed someone on two dollars. I mean that's that's we spend more in the United States on on a cup of coffee. coffee. Yeah. So Gifted Dream Foundation, yes. um, Ada Sabri and. Um, Please, yes, send me the information. Um, I remember donating once, and I was surprised I got a gift in the mail. Mm. <laughs> and I said, what is wow. this, and who is this from? <laughs> and I opened it, and it had a note from, from her and from the person who created the gift. And I started going crazy because I was like, <laughs> where can I find this? Who made this? This is amazing. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I remember emailing her saying, can you please tell me who created this product? I would like to purchase more. I want more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so I said, well, you know, maybe if I can't talk to the owner of the company directly, I can just give and then I'll get I'll get them more more of that. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart, smart. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. 
You know, thank you so much for your insight and your wisdom, Belitis. I'm so honored that you would come on and be so authentically transparent in your approach as always. Now, you are giving away free gifts. Here she is, the giver again. (laughs) She's giving away free gifts to our listeners. Tell us what those gifts are and how we can get them. And let's start with your playbook. Yes, definitely. So so as uh, as you are mentioning, Natasha, so I've published uh, this, this playbook, uh, which is all about the mindset to lead during challenging times. And it includes like it includes like five tools that comes with question and action, because I strongly believe that it's not only about information, it's as well transformation, which come through action. And um, and so it comes with this tool that you can go at your own reason to uh, to, for example, uh, tool number one is about like serving yourself first to be able to serve others. And in terms of action and question is like, what do you do in the morning? Did you plan some time for you before connecting to the real world? Uh, what can you do for yourself first in the morning? And with that, uh, with this uh, toolbox, um, as well, I'd be pleased to share as well for the first five who connect with me, either with Instagram on Bilitis Connection or through you, Natasha. I'll be pleased to, to, have a, to dedicate an hour to five of you and really coach you deeper and listen to you and see how we can make 2021 sounds like your best year ever. Wow. So tell us where to go download the playbook. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the playbook is available to download on my Instagram which is Bilitis Connection. Okay. And it's on the, the link is on the bio. You will see a beautiful English flag for the English version. So you have more than one version? Yes, I, I did create it in French as well. <gasps> okay, this is amazing. <laughs> and then the first five listeners that listen to Bilitis Actress of Change Telegram's episode her unique episode on beyond the easy the first five of you who listen to her and can send her a message via instagram belitis connection which are all down below her snippet here connect with her or connect via dm to beyond the easy And we will get you into her program. And if you guys don't run and take advantage of that free one-hour Delve Deeper coaching session, I'm going to take all five hours. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So again. Love your commitment. Love your commitment. (laughs) Yes. So it's Velitis Velitis Connection uh, where everyone matters. Um, make sure that you follow her on Instagram, that you connect with her on her YouTube channel, Connection, and that is spelled C-O-N-N-E-X, as in Mm X-ray, I-O-N. So check that out on YouTube, check her out on Instagram, download the playbook, and make sure that you take advantage of that free hour of Delve Deeper coaching, because you have heard today from someone who has seen a lot and she really is helpful. And again, if you do not take that one free hour, I'm taking all five (laughs) because I don't want to be stuck in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Melitis, thank you so much. Gracias. Te agradezco mucho. Thank you to you, Natasha. Te mando unos abrazos y brazos. I have to throw the Spanish in there because, you know, (laughs) I have students. I have to check and make sure. Do you still remember Spanish? Yeah, bueno, bueno, sí, sí. Se tiene que aprender y... Y mantener el español, súper importante. Súper <laughs> importante. Súper, súper importante. Súper importante. <laughs> Un abrazo. Thank you so Thank much. You, Muchas gracias. Ok, 